Welcome, Welcome to, to the Clam Bake! How do you like me now? Maybe as a chowder or on a platter with melted butter and tangy mustard in a cluster from the coast of California. A trust of luscious muscles bathed in the gravitational pull of the moon with a new batch coming soon. Fresh baked and tastefully welcoming you to the Clam Bake! Welcome to the Clam Sausage Fest. I'm Angela Gullner. I'm Lindsay Stidham. And we want to be better feminists. Damn it. Each week we interview different guests about their experiences, challenges, triumphs, and follies with feminism. Because being a human is tough. And being a feminist is complicated. But our best resource is each other. Yeah. Let's get this party started. Let's. This party has gotten started. I know. Has. We all have bubbly in us. We've we got bubbly. Sure do. Are and they allowed to know that? Oh, yeah. They know oh, it a lot totally. of times. Okay. We usually say when we're drinking. It's a public party. <laughs> yeah. We haven't drank on this podcast show in, in a long time. Oh, I'm glad to bring it back. Yeah. yeah. You brought the party back. So honored. I love it. Oh, I love it. We are joined by the sultry alto uh, <laughs> tones of one fabulous Nikki Limo. Yeah. Hi. Welcome. Is that what I am? An alto? I mean, it, right? I don't know. You you have a nice like alto voice, right? I like voice, it. Right? Yeah. It's like a low. Mm. Oh, I like it. Like a nice is that Low with like the soothing. sex uh, phone hotline yes. people? Are? Okay, yes, yeah. yes, I'm definitely alto. Yeah, if the entertainment industry in the its current capacity doesn't work out, you could transition. Yes. Do people still call those, or do they just go on the internet? Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You would think like they'd make a switch. Yeah, it's probably more. It's probably you know the work is probably in camming, but I bet yeah. there are some people that love and like auditory, a traditional, you know, phone experience. sex yeah. experience. You know, I will say I still read Literatica. I do too. You do Literatica.com? You know this site? Oh yes. Nobody knows what. This oh yeah. Is. I don't watch porn anymore. I just read it. That's amazing. Yeah. I feel validated. No, it's. I mean, it's great. I mean, the writing is horrible, but it's Yo, amazing. it's terrible. Yeah, but it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. They have all sorts of categories for like whatever. Oh, yeah. In the mood for. I love it. They have oh, alien porn too. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. It's, oh, I'm so glad fun. you know that site. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like that site is classic. You know yeah. Lit Erotica? Of course. Oh, my gosh. I'm. This is where I'm supposed to be. Yes. yes. Welcome home. Bonding yes. over Lit Erotica. Yes. Totally. Welcome. Welcome. So, how's everybody's clams jamming? They're jamming. <laughs> jamming? <laughs> They're very bubbly right now. Yeah. They're getting yeah. yeah. We want to see a little check in about how everybody's feeling at the okay. beginning Freshen so up. yeah has anyone ever been like yeasty actually very oh, <laughs> no. no nobody's taking it quite that literally although right. i'll take it literally and say so we were recorded two sessions back to back and i got my period in between the two <sighs> That's podcasts so beautiful it is beautiful it's an yeah. awesome <laughs> thanks, thanks for the welcome yeah yeah, yeah. i love that yeah. Yeah. i've yeah. arrived yeah yeah so your claim is fertile yeah, yeah. well yeah. no Lindsay, that's... Well, I mean, uh, you're in your fertile years. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The pearl has been... I'm not ovulating. No, no you're not. No. No. You're not? Yeah. Nikki. What? <laughs> <laughs> 
Angela, can you just tell us how periods work? Or not currently. No, I can't. Oh, oh, you mean not currently this not week? Not currently. Okay, but, but in your life. In my right life, now, I've ovulated. I was like, I would oh, assume. no, I think you're supposed to do that at this age. Yeah. Still. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure I am, but okay. not yeah. now. Oh, but not at now. Moment. Yes. So if either of you tried to knock me up tonight, it's not going to work. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> That's lucky because. Um, I, so, but I thought, like, logistically, you could always get pregnant. It depends always. on. Always. That's how no. they scare you. It depends on how soon your ovulation happens after your menstruation. Yeah. So, it, you know, if it happens, because everyone's cycle is different. Yeah. I'm on a fertility app right now. It measures. Oh, I need one. Yeah, it's great. Which I, one do you use? I use, um, what's it called? I know. Na- nature, natural app? Natural. Natural cycles. Natural cycles. That's the one I used. It got um, some bad news like bad press lately because uh people used it wrong and then they got pregnant but they admittedly used it wrong right but then the headline is this app got people pregnant so people (laughs) were like that's an amazing headline (laughs) (laughs) that is one talented (laughs) app i mean for me sex does feel best when i'm on my period oh it's the best does it yeah it it hurts a little for me in a stingy way for me oh interesting like it, it almost feels like i it I get cut in there and then like oh. it, like lemons are being squeezed into the cut. Like that oh, kind of thing. No. Like the juices don't really like yeah, that sounds not work fun. for me. They don't oh, really work. I okay. don't like it. Okay. But I, Noted. D- I do get exceptionally horny when I'm about to ovulate, which yep. I think is what nature wants. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because I like that raw dick and <laughs> I don't like to wrap it up. Yeah. And I definitely, but my like paranoia and responsibility outweigh how much I love yeah. that raw dick. Yeah. So I, I'm very responsible, but it, God, it plays games with me. I'm like yeah. so and mad so about it. So you're not it. on birth control or anything? No, so I was on birth control for 15 years mm-hmm. and um, I just got married last year and... Thank Yay. you. I don't know why I started Yay. snapping. Yeah, that's like it's not a, poet. a it's that's poem. Like, my marriage I like poem. this because that's like the sound like a little clamshell coming Yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> that's cute. We're finding so many new clam things. Yeah. yeah. yeah really branding. Get, get that branding out there. Um, so, yeah, we got married and I was like, yeah, I definitely want children in my lifetime and and probably soonish because I'm in my 30s unless you're on IMDb. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I had read different things and, um, some of them were like, you want to be off the pill for a year before you yeah, try to conceive. It can take and, a while. And so I was like, oh shit. So I got off it, even though we're not planning on conceiving for another, you know, six to six months to a year. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, wanted to make sure I was regular. Yeah, it just, it kind of just ruins all the moments, though, sometimes, because mm. I've, I've been with my husband for five years, and this is the first year that we've ever used a condom. <laughs> really weird, That's and it, especially since it's supposed to go the other way around, like, yeah. you get married, and then you're like, oh, you don't yeah. have to use them anymore. Feel, I'm going to back it up. Yeah, yeah. let's I'm going to officially introduce oh, Nikki. Yes, thank you. So we were just basically like a fling date. We were like, we're all in. We're yeah. all in. <laughs> no introduction. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, we did touch on some feminist mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, totally, so, totally. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, Nikki is an actress and comedian. If you don't know her, she lives you here in Los her. Angeles. You probably know her already. Google it. Yeah. Google, Google it. it. She creates weekly videos in the digital space for her, her over 500,000 subscribers on YouTube. That's a lot of fucking bam, people. Bam. It's like a country. I wish all of them watched every week, but yeah, that is a lot of people that could yeah. subscribe. We're looking at you, you subscribers that don't watch every week. It's actually, I it. don't blame them. It's YouTube's fault, and this is just... 
just any YouTuber get on your, you know. Get on your pedestal. Get any, on it, I'm on a soapbox right now, That's and I would I like meant. to Not say. Not pedestal. I meant soapbox. <laughs> yeah. You keep going. But I can be on a pedestal, too. And that. Yeah. 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 Um, but YouTube is, we all have a love-hate relationship because, one, it's it's an excellent platform to, uh, if you don't have opportunities at the moment, to get your art out there, to get your voice out there, to connect with people, mm-hmm. to build an audience. It's wonderful for that. On the other hand, once you do build your audience, YouTube just decides who they want to send your videos to. Ugh. So even if someone clicks subscribe, it doesn't necessarily mean that they ever see your videos in their feed ever. Are you kidding? No. It's like Facebook. What? Yeah. So um, it, it's really all based on this algorithm, which changes every couple months. And it's like a self-learning algorithm. And we all hate it. It doesn't help anyone. Not one single person has ever been like, you know what? I really like that algorithm. Have you ever considered like titling every one of your videos like look at my tits you know yeah so that is getting demonetized now oh damn it you can't win how about look at my clams that might work okay but then i'm just pitching you you get you'll probably get a lot of clam you don't you don't have to you don't have to pay me for these ideas thank you i just i appreciate that look at my butt is another alternative of that joke line but but is also getting demonetized oh my god you have to be very careful these days um it's it's a freaking nightmare well i tried to help yeah Yeah. thank you thank you i appreciate that you too you you know how you can help is turn on your notifications everybody which also you may or may not receive because google decides who sees those even if you clicked to receive what them the so fuck? you know this actually Damn. explains a lot of stuff that we were trying to figure out with binge stuff we're like oh What's, yeah what the fuck is going on with, yeah yeah that makes people could sense. absolutely want to see your content so bad and they don't and they even don't know it. that you're putting out content they oh, have no idea bullshit. yeah yeah it's really so bad. is everyone going to move to their own independent like if you love like Nikki Limo, go to NikkiLimo.com. Yeah, I think that's the best way to do it, yeah. honestly. But it, as far as building a comp- competing platform for yeah. videos and o- online content, it, that is really hard because it's I it, it takes a lot of bandwidth and and you know exposure and enough people getting on board. And there's been a lot of yeah. companies that have tried to do it and you have like failed own miserably. Your own server space and outer space. Oh yeah, so like really like YouTube just has. And then so you'll much. have all the same problems that YouTube had, right. except you won't have a billion dollar company backing backing yeah. you up. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to get super stuff. in depth to this stuff, but I'm going to finish. So Nikki also hosts a podcast called Shit They Don't Tell You with a fellow comedian and her husband, Steve Green. And they go in depth uh, with some comedic insight about relatable issues and topics that they wish someone would have told them about earlier in life. I Such love a that great premise. Concept, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So fun. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And our first question for everybody who comes on this podcast is Are you a feminist? Why or why not? Has anyone been like, no, fuck feminism? Yeah. No, no, not fuck feminism. Not fuck feminism. Okay. No, but people have been like, no, I'm not sure I am. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, you know yeah. what? That's actually. But we want the person who says "fuck feminism" on this podcast. P.S. So if you know that person, send sure. them, send them our way. But I'm not sure your listeners want violent. that. But yeah. <laughs> um, I I don't do politics on any of my platforms, mm-hmm. um, and I really don't label myself as anything but uh, by the very definition of the word feminism I absolutely am a feminist because I agree that people uh, both male and female should have equal rights I am so pro-female and I'm very much in love with this whole uh, woman empowerment stuff that is going on right now and I'm uh, so I can really get behind that I did um, a couple years ago well a lot of years ago 
how much is five years ago? Is that a lot or a little? <laughs> I think that's <laughs> a medium. Half, half a decade. A medium ago. years ago. A medium yeah. years ago. Okay. Yeah. I got in a little bit of trouble because um, I was talking about a feminist topic, but I said, um, I'm not a feminist, but that's how I started mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And um, because it was a feminist topic, it was pro-feminist. Right. Um, uh, I got a lot of hate from the not feminist side. And then because I said, I'm not a feminist, but I got a lot of hate from the feminist side, even though all of my beliefs were in line with them. Right. And so um, I I just got kind of schooled on – I had a very different definition of what I thought feminist feminism was mm-hmm. back then because in my eyes, if you didn't believe in equality between men and women, then you were just a sexist. Um, right. Like I thought, oh, no brainer. Like, like that was like baseline. Everybody obvious. believes in equality. Right. And if you don't, you're a sexist. And I thought feminists or at least new wave feminists were just people who uh, were extreme and they hated men and they like didn't like traditional things like marriage, stuff like that. Sure. And so you and like a ton of people. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I, and, and luckily, like it's being brought to light more and people are getting more educated on what it actually means. Um, but I still feel like there's there's a huge range of what people identify people that identify as feminists there's a huge range within that of what they identify with totally. and I, and the extremists in every group tend to have the loudest voices which can turn people off or make people think that it's something completely different than mm-hmm. what it is and so um i did i remember getting a lot of hate on that and uh and by the way it was about having access to birth control pills because i had been to my gynecologist a ton of times and um and they prescribed me this birth control pills and then on the day i went to pick it up they wouldn't let me the the uh, pharmacist wouldn't let me have it Whoa. and and it was a Sunday so I had I, they had to contact the doctor but the doctor's office wasn't open and it was just a, a, a just a headache and I ended up having to go to Planned Parenthood on the day of my grandma's funeral to get my birth control and make sure I didn't Holy skip it shit. and I was so pissed I just made a rant and I was so emotional because it was my grandma's funeral day yeah. and so I just made a rant about how why is it so hard for women to just have access to birth control even after jumping through all the hoops of going to the doctor and doing all the right things I still didn't have access to my pills anyway that was the rant and um, so I got schooled by all these feminists but a lot of them were just coming at me with anger and being Mm. like unsubscribed I can't believe you're not a feminist this is crazy like this is I thought you're so different than who I thought you were and I was like what do you mean are you not listening to what I'm saying yeah I just I'm so pro you like like in my (laughs) eyes it was like I I believe in God but I'm not religious like why can't we have the same beliefs but I don't have the label um um, and then uh, one of the comments was like, maybe you should do more research before you claim not to be a feminist. And I was like, well, maybe I should do more research before claiming to be one. And we were both right. Hey, So yeah. I, yeah. I did research yeah. and I was like, you know what? Um, the definition is of feminism is just baseline you believe that men and women should be equal and I 100% believe that so yeah I am a feminist and <laughs> I can say that now and not be worried it's it's crazy though that like I really thought that that was just common sense before yeah yeah, yeah totally. um, is it hard to avoid getting political on your platform it is very hard especially in this kind of climate yeah um the hard part is that i am pretty dead center in my politics and mm-hmm. i go based on issues not based on um, identity politics or party politics and that's hard for a lot of people right now because um people right now i feel like 
need these labels so that they can decide who they want to and don't want to talk to before even sitting down and talking to them and listening to them and yeah. getting to know them before forming an opinion. And so I try to stay away from labels as much as possible just because I want to get to know the person, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I don't I think at the heart of most people, they have really good intentions and most people want to do a good job and they want to make the world a better place and they have different ideas about how to do that and by making a hard stance online even if it's not if even if I don't mean to alienate people or isolate people it does and it and people can get the wrong idea of me by being misunderstood or by misunderstanding me Mm -hmm. and and by the same token um People tend to, I think that so much conflict is because of misunderstandings and mm-hmm. that people are just not talking to each other and not yeah. having a conversation and deciding whether someone is evil based on a, a label and they don't even know who the person is yet. So, well, it's like exactly the analogy that you just gave, right? Like yeah. People didn't allow you to be a human being who's like, always in the process of growing and learning and changing and talking. You just like are this one defined thing in this one defined moment. And you can't be like, oh, actually, like, actually, I learned something interesting. And why I said the thing that I said is actually a really interesting conversation that we could have. Yeah. Because there's reasons behind it. And like. Exactly. Just no one. Yeah. I think people are more worried about needing to be right and needing everyone to agree with them than wanting to understand and wanting peace. And to me, that's a little bit backwards. I think that we should just be having conversations and yeah, people are allowed to grow and I'm okay with being wrong. I'm okay with listening to somebody who I think might have differing opinions than me and accidentally agreeing with something that they said. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think that if you close yourself off to that or you're not open to it, um, you, you stop growing in a sense. If you're only in an echo chamber of hearing the same people say the same things over and over again, then you're not really growing or learning as a person. And and to me, you're not able to have a debate with somebody and, and really um, articulate your opinions if you don't know where they're coming from. Right. Yeah. And so being able to know where people are coming from, even if I disagree with them 100%, I at least like to know where they're coming from so I can guide them to why I don't believe that or mm-hmm. why they might be, um, you know, th- taking something the wrong way or right. uh, or misinformed about something. And I think just a gentle approach, like the person that was like, maybe you should do more research mm-hmm. first, was so much more helpful to me than the people who were just yelling and yeah. angry at me yeah. for yeah. saying the wrong thing, a thing that I didn't even mean. Like I right. didn't know that I was saying something bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, I am a feminist. Cool. <laughs> I, lo- I love this answer. It's fascinating. So you and your husband both create content online. We do. Do you notice, like, in line with this question about feminism, do you notice that you're treated differently? Like, because I'm a female and he's a male? Mm-hmm. <sighs> we have really different content. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's because of gender per se. Um, also, our demographics are really different. Mm-hmm. Um, could you say for in case people don't know you, idiots? Yeah. Uh, could you say <laughs> we should have started with what your demo is and, and, and what kind his of what demo? You know, is. Yeah, yeah. And also, yeah. like, give us a brief like for people who haven't seen your channel yet, a brief sort of overview of of the kind of content you create. Just okay. to give us a little frame. Yeah. yeah. So my channel, it's been through a lot. Um, I started YouTube <laughs> back in 2007. Uh, I was really active starting 2009 ish, mm-hmm. and back in the day, comedy was 
sketch comedy was really in and like um, everyone was doing sketches. That was what I love to do. I love scripted content. I love writing. I love acting. So um, the channel started out as a, a sketch comedy channel. And at that time, I had a mostly male demographic. Mm. Um, it was 80% male, 20% female. Um, also at that time, I was on a, a sketch channel called Totally Sketch, who did a lot of sexual sex, mm. uh, sex sketch, Ske- sex Freudian sketch. slip. Sex, I love sex that. Sketches. Sex, sketches. Sketches. Sex sketches. Sketches. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I often was wearing low cut shirts with them sure. and was doing, uh, playing a ditzy character mm. and playing a, a, a bimbo or whatever. And so I got a lot of people come over for the wrong reasons. Right. And then they come to my channel and I'm nothing like that on my channel. <laughs> um, I'm very much just a person and um, a, like a full human being. And um, over the years, I'd say starting in 2011-ish, the vlog community started taking over mm-hmm. and people weren't really watching sketches as much. They really like wanted to get to know you as a person mm-hmm. and you as a personality, which at the time I hated. Mm-hmm. I did not like looking straight at the camera or talking as myself. I, I liked being a character. I liked making art. I liked writing something and having a finished, polished product. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how it was changing. And so I reluctantly started making content like that, starting with Q&As in between sketches. And then I kind of ended up liking that more mm. because an interesting thing happened after I started a vlog channel because um, my husband, then boyfriend, was like, what don't, why don't you try vlogging for 30 days and see if you like it? Because people tend to like your personality. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't like that. Like, it just seems so narcissistic and mm-hmm. blah. And and I just was really against it. But I got this brand deal and I didn't want to put it on my main channel. So I just like, OK, fine, we'll do this vlog channel. And I ended up really connecting to people hmm. because I was allowed to just be myself and because it was a second channel where I wasn't really worried about it being polished content because it yeah. was like an extra video. Right. It was like extra stuff. And I ended up liking that channel more than my main channel because it was more consistent. I was uploading like four days a week. It was just raw and like just my my opinions about life, daily life as a person in LA, a, an actress going to auditions, um, our home life in a relationship, and just I was being a real person. And I think people really want to connect to that. They want to know that they're not alone, that they're not weird, or that seeing someone else's life that's completely different than theirs. Mm -hmm. And I just thought my life was super boring at the time. And really, it was just those like nuances that happen in your daily life that are so relatable to people that right. people never talk about because they're always showing off like their glamorous life in, <laughs> in vlogs. And I try to not to show so much of that part, mm-hmm. like as much as like the daily, like day to day, like this is how life is. Hey, we're just friends. And did that out. switch your demo? That kind of like it switched did. it? Yeah. Yeah. So then I started, I, a lot of girls were like, I didn't like you at all when I watched you on that sketch channel. Like, mm. I didn't couldn't relate to you. I didn't know who you were. And now that I'm watching your vlog channel, like, I feel like we would be best friends. And mm. I really like you. And mm. I, I've i never had a lot of girlfriends, like, in high school and stuff. And so um, I, I just 
I was like, whoa, like I'm actually being accepted by females. <laughs> like Aww. that's really great. And so um, so I just started leaning more that way of like talking about stuff that I was into. And, and then I merged my vlog channel with my main channel because it was like, why I have two channels? Just have one channel. Mm -hmm. Like people are there to see you. And um, I was uploading five days a week. So there was sketch comedy. Uh, mixed in there but most of the days was vlogging or doing cooking videos which I started out as vlogging I just wanted to learn how to cook and I was vlogging myself mm -hmm. learning how to cook and that ended up taking off because a lot of people didn't know how to cook mm -hmm. and they were too scared to try yeah. and seeling me fucking fail on my face are we allowed mm -hmm. to say fuck Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Say okay. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Watching me just fail like just <laughs> fall completely on my face made them less scared to try things because most of the time it turned out great. Mm -hmm, like yeah. as much as it looked like it sucked along the way, like mm -hmm. at the end of the day when I had to have Steve try it, it was really good. Mm -hmm, it was yeah. really tasty. And so that built more confidence. Now it's been like four years, so I kind of do know how to cook now. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Congratulations. Thank nice. you. It's more than I've accomplished I've never in the past thought four I would years. know. Yeah. Yeah, well, try, try my recipe videos. <laughs> yeah. I love you too. I yeah. love you too. And so then what type of content does Steve make and who is his audience? So Steve made more, um, he calls them troll videos. They're kind of like prank videos, but um, not the like, I don't know, prank videos kind of got a bad rap because people were doing a lot of fake pranks and a lot of just like weird sexual assault pranks. and yeah. Like it definitely just, has like a seedy connotation. Yeah, it didn't. He's not running around good. movie theaters kissing random women. Yeah, no, he's not. Good. I'm gonna yeah. open this door real quick. Okay, it's hot. Yeah, in it here. is hot. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can keep telling us about oh, okay. Steve though. Yeah, so he makes that kind of content. Um, it's more like trolling people on the street with, like he did this one where um he was pretending to be a street artist and he was on Venice Beach and uh, yeah. was like let me draw your picture and he would interview them while he's like drawing them and so they think that he's gonna incorporate all the stuff that right that, that <laughs> oh, they're saying funny. and it's usually just like them holding a bunch of dicks or like yeah. them yeah, like doing great. something like really idiotic yeah and them like not done well like yeah. very stick figurey yeah and so just getting people's reactions because the people that get pissed about little petty things like that are the people that he would go after. Mm, yeah. um, so he would do that and then he would also do a show called Tough Talk where he would bring up controversial topics and make it seem like he was going to be very like controversial mm -hmm. about them and then with the titles and like the thumbnails and then he would end up making like you know really valid points and being um, being like very fair in, mm. in what he was saying and mm -hmm. so people would go to his channel to get like angry yeah and then they'd be like oh actually like those, huh, i agree with this guy yeah, yeah um so his channel because it was purely comedy and he never really did i guess the tough talks were a little bit personality but mm -hmm. like he never did vlogging day-to-day -day content or anything like that um or relationship stuff sure, or sure. Any, like anything he really appeals more to males yeah um so his demographic is like is now 80% males and like 20% females. So it's pretty tough to and compare the reactions. Yeah, yeah. and it, whereas now my channel has shifted to being 50-50 pretty much. Oh, wow. I think it's 55% female, 45% male. Dang, yeah. Cool. And I love 
I love my audience. There's a lot of males too. Yeah, I mean, that's, I love that's my guys. Balanced. Yeah, yeah, they're really cool. But um, I just feel like my people are nicer. <laughs> they're yeah. cool because because Steve is more of like he he's trolling. Like he's going sure, to like he's get a reaction out of people and push people's buttons. Things up. So his audience is more like that sarcastic. Like they're trolling him and yeah. his comments, <laughs> and like that's how they show love. And I just. Don't is, get it. I, I feel really meta. Yeah. I don't like troll it. Troll on, <laughs> troll on, troll. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I'm in one of his videos, I'm like, I, I can't read your comments. <laughs> They're oh, God. just cancer. That's yeah. probably when things get ugly, huh? Yeah, yeah. 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 I just feel like, I don't know. I, He's like, no, they're being. That's how they relate. That's how they're being nice. Oh my God, like they're calling you fat because they love you. Like, oh that's my God, I, was like, ah, I don't like it. Oh, oh my God, oh. stay over here on my channel. On the, yeah. on the warm and fuzzy yeah. side of that's the a YouTube. Mm -hmm. That is a lot. But people, um, I think on my channel, like they really just like to see you being you, like being in a relationship, mm -hmm. and you know, uh, doing cooking videos and doing DIYs like yeah. things that would be helpful to them I think some of my po most popular videos last year were about wedding planning because I was just real in it like I wasn't like I love wedding planning we're gonna do this DIY and this yeah. DIY I was like this fucking sucks <laughs> how come nobody talks about how much it sucks yeah, yeah. and that's kind of where the idea for our podcast came because I was fully planning to like make these videos just like my cooking videos mm -hmm. where I don't know what I'm doing but it's gonna work out mm -hmm. and it's gonna be cute yeah it is not like that it yeah. is so stressful yeah. it is so much money for ridiculous things yeah. so many people are asking you questions about things you do not care about like what color do you want the chair sashes to be oh my yeah. god like, what the fuck and then also <laughs> like I didn't realize how much it kind of hurts to change your name um, yeah. Oh, did you change your name? I did, yeah. but I actually ended up keeping like I not I didn't hyphen it, but I kept my name too. So because I couldn't do it, yeah, I, I just I always thought I was gonna change my name to my husband's name, and like I would always like when I had a crush on a guy, I would write my name yeah. with their last name, you know, yeah. and like imagine us being married. Mm -hmm. But when it actually came time to change my name, like getting yeah. rid of the history of my life that's what it felt like right. it was like wow. I'm losing my whole identity everything that I've built thus far in my life has been with this name and now it's just gone forever right. mm -hmm. and now this it's other so person's bizarre. name it's such is a bizarre here. tradition yeah and I never thought about that well when we were property yeah, yeah. It, but had, it in, had to happen but it's so interesting it's it, it is western culture because in Spain you keep your name you just yeah. add a name to it yeah and you know what else because their is? family history is so important to them mm. they don't lose the I name I yeah. wish it was like that here yeah. I, I got a lot of comments like that too from yeah. um Spanish descent people were that were like that's so weird that you th that you guys change your name yeah, yeah. um but but if you think about it too, even in like the fifties when that was the norm, you got married at eighteen, so you didn't even build your adult life yet. So yeah. at least you built your adult life on the same name. right, right. Whereas now, yeah, I got married at thirty. Like yeah. I already had like twelve years of being an adult as yeah. this name, yeah. And now I have to change everything, yeah, over to this other name. So are name. you Nikki Limo Green? I am, yeah. which I kind of like now because. Um, I, before my last name, my legal last name was Limosnero. And oh, yeah, I and didn't know that. I chopped it for my screen name because, or my stage name because um, people couldn't pronounce it. Wait, will you say it? 
Uh, limosnero. It's limosnero. so pretty. Thanks. What, it means yeah. beggar of money in Spanish. Oh, <laughs> limosnero. Limosnero. Yeah. Limosnero. <laughs> uh, I'm Filipino, but the Spaniards came and raped and pillaged the Philippines. So oh, that's fun. <laughs> How uh, a lot of people have Spanish last names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's probably a good amount Why of Spanish Why wouldn't you want to be reminded blood. of that every time I you don't, say your name? I, I, I can't give you a reason now. Yeah, I don't really okay. know. It's okay. just a feeling. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it means beggar of money. Um, also, people couldn't pronounce it when I would do stand-up they'd always right. mispronounce it I it got misspelled in credits all the time so I was like I'm just gonna chop it by the way my grandparents went by limo on their like bowling team oh, that's like, their jerseys. so that's like great. it's not like they I disgraced the family name right. or anything uh, all no, my you cousins you guys just all made it cooler it's such a cool yeah, name it's way really cooler, cooler now yeah. people yeah. always remember my last name now yeah yeah and so, but when I would go on to um, like sound stages or like when you go on audition mm-hmm. and they check your ID, it would never match oh, my name because I go by Nikki Limo and my ID said Limosnero. And it doesn't just say Nikki Limosnero, it says Nicole Limosnero. It's like a completely yeah. different name. Yeah. And so now at least it matches. Right. Like it says Nicole Limo. Green. Oh yeah, so you got yeah. you got to like reconstruct yeah. your name. It feels That's much cool. more me now. I kind yeah. of feel like it's mine. Like I own Limo. Aww. Yeah. yeah. Whereas before it was definitely my dad's last name. Will you pass <laughs> Limo down? I don't know. We we talked about it. I don't think. I mean, that's so. a big question. Yeah, you have to decide now. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. On this podcast, yeah, on please. this day, Steve always, doesn't get an essay. <laughs> we'd always said that the kids would just get take green because yeah. the whole point for me, because uh, people are like, "Why? Why did you change it anyway?" And it's like, well, I I like the family aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I like that all of us would have the same last name. Yeah. So we would always talked about the kids having green, but I'm like, well, what if? The, like they grow up and they're like, hey, we like Limo. Let's add it. Can I mean, we? Can I'm gonna they say add it? Limo yeah. is a cooler last name than right? Green. That's yes. just that's just my two cents. Right? I don't know Steve, Damn but that. Green is lucky though. So together, a, it's, it's very good. cool. Yeah. And it's kind yeah. of interesting that Limo Snero mean, meant beggar of money, and then Green, green is kind of means money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm knocking everything over. That here. is right. You're drunk as I'm like refilling my glass. <laughs> it's been a rough weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it. I you. You're an innate feminist. You're like, I'm keeping money. Yeah, right. You're a star. Well, like, I understand where all these arguments are coming yeah, from. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so you, we kind of hit on both these things. Like, one of them, you were like, I upload content four to five days a week, which oh, yeah. is so much content. Is it too much? still four to five days a week? It is not. When I met you, Angela, It was though, insane, though. I remember it being was like, five days a week. holy fuck, like, this woman... Does it, not, cannot sleep. How it, could no, you sleep? No. no, I didn't. Well, I, I did sleep. I didn't have a social life at all. Like zero friends, uh, zero sex time. Like mm-hmm. honestly, that took a mm-hmm. hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it was just ruining my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it did grow my social media and it grew, sure. it, like things grew, not to the extent that I wanted them to grow, but they did grow. Um, and I did feel like more content per week is uh rewarded on youtube uh, with the algorithm like i was talking about earlier that damn that damn algorithm if your videos if you're uploading every day people are seeing them every day if they're clicking on uh, at least a few a week Mm -hmm. they're they're getting your videos in their feed at least so they have a choice um so that was good but i will say like yeah don't go five days a week it is a nightmare and at first i thought it would be kind of easy because i thought i was already uploading four days a week on my vlog channel and i was uploading two days a week on my main channel so if i merged them and was going five days a week that's actually one One video less yeah but what i didn't take into account was that 
the audience on my main channel was so used to this polished content and I felt weird just uploading this raw, oh, you completely to different style. It a little. Yeah. So I ended up, you know, adding music to my vlogs and making it more digestible sure. to that audience that was used to seeing scripted content. Um, and that, that I think is what really just burnt me out and drained me and yeah. um, doing collabs. Um, I did this collab month where every day I posted a collab and I had to time it with their schedule too so that we were uploading at the same oh time. My God. Oh my God. That made me never want to look at my editing program ever again. It was you're doing this all yourself. All myself. Yeah. And I mean, now I have a, an editor that helps me do rough cuts of my cooking videos. Good. But, um, but yeah, it, it's, it's tough because it's hard to find an editor that gets your style because you have kind of like a distinct style when you start editing a lot of videos. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. people get your editing style and to find someone that can get the timing, knows what to cut out and what to leave in, knows when to add sound effects or when to add different music cues is really hard. And if you can find a good one, they're really expensive. So my channel wasn't making enough money to afford an expensive yeah. editor. Um, so then it was like, Oh, well, I got to find a cheap one that does good work, yeah. right, I guess. So, that's why the middle for me was finding someone that just did a rough cut. She's a really good editor, and I just have her do like a rough cut. Yeah, and then I go in and like polish it and, and yeah. add stuff yeah. and the graphics. But um, but yeah, it was just too much, too many hats. Because you're not only the talent and um, you're doing the editing, but then afterwards you're doing all the marketing. You have to make the thumbnails. You have to do all the SEO for the yeah. video. You have to promote it on all your social medias. That, that Every alone. Every fucking day. It's so much. And I, like, I'm a really bad social media person now because I just, it got to the point where it's too much and I was like, I need to enjoy my present moment life. And this is, impeding me from doing that and the quality of work has to be going down because I'm not soaking in my environment anymore which right. you need like you need to refill your cup if you're going to be putting stuff out there that's actually genuine and coming from your heart yeah. like how do you continue to put out like to give and give and give and not take in new material and new stuff yeah, and new totally. observations about life um so yeah i really needed to find a balance and i think i'm at a happy medium now i upload two to three videos a week mm -hmm. but they're more like i have an editor for the cooking videos and then the other video is kind of like a creative one where um it's something new every week mm -hmm. and and it can be us sitting down and talking, uh, mm -hmm. me and, and my husband, mm -hmm. and or it could be us making drinks. I do. Yeah. I love making drinks and like creating different cocktails and yeah. stuff. And we have a really good banter between us. Mm -hmm. Or it could be scripted content. Or it could be, uh, you know, like it could be anything really. Like it's like a wild card day. And I really like that because it's like it's no longer I'm stuck on this format on right, this day. Because right. when I was uploading five days a week, it was like on Mondays we do this and on Tuesdays we do cooking and on Wednesdays we do this and on Thursdays we do vlogs and on Fridays it's mm. Q&A. And it was the same thing every week. And it just got really dull. And I was yeah. not inspired. I was not loving making content mm -hmm. and that's really not what not why I started right. I started to do things that I love like because that's the whole point yeah yeah you know and I just got honest with my audience and I was like yo like I'm burnt out and yeah. I want to be able to give you guys 
meaningful stuff. How did they receive it? They were so nice. Like they were so open and they're so supportive. I seriously have the best people. And if anyone's listening, which I'm sure they are, Mm -hmm. thank you so much for supporting. I'm so thankful for all of you because like they're (laughs) they're just so understanding. And I think that's also because I have an older demographic. The majority of YouTuber, uh, the majority of YouTube is eight to 13 year olds so people wow. with large channels yeah and i almost think even like younger like what i've tutored before and like the young kids are the ones that like like really little yeah like, i'm like i'm saying like five to seven. Oh yeah they're like let me watch the youtube <laughs> especially because oh, the parents just give them ipads the now and or y- their phone when they're yeah. freaking out yeah. yeah yeah so um so the majority like a, a huge majority yeah. of YouTube is eight to thirteen year olds. There's a kids YouTube, so that like five year olds are on that too. But like the the main YouTube YouTube is eight to thirteen year olds. So those the channels you see that have huge numbers, most of them are kids. So when they try to have an adult conversation with them, because yeah. a lot of them are like thirty years old, right. but then they have a kid audience, and so weird. It's really weird. Um, and they appeal they appeal to that because they know that will give them more views and right. it's really weird because you see people go from being funny and creative to just making kid content and you're like man you used to be such a good artist like a, yeah. a creative person and I don't know I just don't I can't get behind pandering to kids but you know whatever to each his own um, you make a lot of money that way uh, <laughs> yeah. but when they try to have an adult conversation with their audience it never goes well right. they get tons of hate comments like why well, it's your job to put out content why wouldn't you be putting out content yeah. I wish my job was to be in my pajamas putting out content it's like you're eight I, yeah I do I do have like uh, most of my demographic is in their 20s to mid 30s Mm -hmm. and then there's some outliers that are high school age and there's some people that are um older Mm -hmm. that have like they look the cooking videos sure yeah families and kids and all that stuff yeah i want to get into some of your videos yeah why you're racist now okay (gasps) hey you're dating again right no didn't you just go on a date with that one guy yeah I did. I didn't know about this. How did it go? It was terrible. Oh no, what happened? Okay, so I told you that I met him on OkCupid, right? Yeah. And then I was talking about how cute I thought he was, remember? Oh, what do you look like? He was tall, black guy. Whoa, 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 whoa. You can't say that. You can't call him that. What? African-American. Yeah, it's African-American. The other way is racist. No, it's not. African-American is the preferred title. But this guy was Canadian. Unless you're African-American, then you can say whatever you want. Oh, if you're gonna say black, you gotta like look around and like make sure nobody's looking and then you kind of whisper it so that we know that you know you shouldn't say it, but you're being respectful and we get it. It's super fun. I love your guys' chemistry. You two are cute. Aw, thank you. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I should marry him. Yeah. You should. Put a ring on it. Yeah. Hopefully a big one. Yeah. Um, So you want to tell us a bit about, like, your dynamic when you decide to collab? <laughs> yes. Um, so I, well, with that one, it was a scripted, con- it was a scripted sketch, obviously. Um, and I, I choose different people for different things. If I was doing uh, a cooking video, I might choose someone who also does cooking videos or has, who does more personality videos or something like that. Um, with sketches, I like to choose people that I know will get the humor and they'll be able to land the timing and they they have 
done scripted content before and can can act, you mm-hmm. know. And so uh, Megan Mattoon was actually in that sketch, and she's great. She's a dancer, actually. Yeah, she's an amazing. And dancer. she's an amazing yeah. personality too. Um, doesn't consider herself an actress, but mm. she's really great with lines and dialogue and and acting. And and so uh, it's really hard to find on YouTube these days, by the way, because yeah. not very many people do scripted anymore. Right. And those who do do it. Uh, usually like want to get paid because it's a profession to act Um, and and that's weird yeah no um, so but but like the true YouTuber YouTubers who built their channels off of collaborating like we do each other's videos for free because it's like um, we're cross promoting you know it's you want good people to be in your stuff if if you do something for them they'll do something for you so um, I choose people for the sketches Um, it's more based on that and and she's really great and then Steven I met doing sketch comedy on that sketch channel that I was talking about earlier mm-hmm. where they did a lot of sexual sketches. <laughs> um, he, w- yeah, I, we met through that. So I already knew he could be funny and could do, you know, relatively funny depending on how you think of him. I'm <laughs> um, um, maybe the funnier one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he's, he's really funny and, um, and he gets it. And so that was just super easy slam dunk to cast. Yeah. 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 It's super fun. I like it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, can you tell I'm like just anti super PC culture? <laughs> um, um, that's fine. I mean, it was that know. that sketch was actually inspired by somebody's comment on a YouTube video where I just felt like people were taking things way too seriously and looking for things to get offended by. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking about going to Fiesta in Santa Barbara, which is where I grew up, mm-hmm. and we have Fiesta every year. And every year there's mariachi bands. Now, I'm gonna sound like racist. What is Fiesta? Oh no, <laughs> that's that's a perfectly valid question. <laughs> okay. Um, so Fiesta is they. It's a Spanish tradition. I mean, and, I know it's a party. I know yeah, that. Yeah, it's definitely a party. <laughs> it's a Spanish tradition of um, they shut down the town for a week. Like the whole town, ta- like they shut it down. Like is all this the- specific to Santa Barbara or it's um, everywhere? I think it happens in Spain and maybe parts of Mexico. Like during the like um, uh, during Easter, they do that in Spain all the time. That's I, like their huge holiday. Oh wow! I've and they never... shut down the streets and they all party and they they call botellón. Everybody drinks. See, in the you are way more cultured than me. I only know Fiesta because I grew up in Santa Barbara. Do they do it in the spring? They do it in August. In August, okay, yeah. Cool, so cool. it's at the end of summer, and um, they shut down the town, and it's like this huge Spanish. Spanish Days Festival. They have mariachi bands and they have Spanish dancers, flamenco dancers, and they have these, um, I forget what the eggs are called. They're called something, but they um, they hollow out these eggs and they fill them with confetti <gasps> and you break them over people's That's heads. So fun. Yeah, and there's margaritas and there's churros and it's just yeah, right. a lot of really good food. Um, and it's just a party. It's like a Spanish party. There's a parade. Cool. Um, and yeah, and so that happens every year. And I was talking, I was on a, a channel called Tipsy Bartender and we were making a, a margarita type Spanish drink and we were talking about Spanish culture and I was talking about how I was going to go to Fiesta and I was like, because mm-hmm. that's how the mariachi bands yeah. say it. And maybe I didn't say it correctly, yeah. but that's like, I was just doing, I don't do any accents or, you know, any impressions. Impressionism is not my forte. Yeah. So, but like that was just, it was just a fun, like it was a fun thing. And yeah. A bunch of people in the comments were like, that is so racist. Like, how could you say that? And I was like, I'm not saying 
all Mexican people sound like this. That's not what I said. You're saying like specifically this is like something that a mariachi yeah. band. Yes, at, at a fiesta. Like they dress up in costume and they they do that. Like they make I love mariachi noise. bands. They're great. <laughs> yeah. And I was not hating on mariachi bands. It was like a very pro mariachi, mariachi band. I'm excited to go here and do this thing. Yeah. And so I was like, every time I'm like, inundated with uh, adversity or yeah. like um, like things that make me sad where like I feel misunderstood and I didn't mean that to come off that way I, I turn it into comedy like that's like how I deal with things mm-hmm. I like it hurts me that you think I'm racist so I, I don't think you should consider me racist because I think this thing is really petty so I'm gonna make a sketch and I'm gonna say very petty things and I'm gonna have a character that gets really offended by all of these petty things yeah. and none of the things that the the straight man character, Megan's character, is saying is offensive, but mine and Steve's character gets offended at everything that she's saying, mm-hmm. which is how mm-hmm. it felt to me right. yeah. during that video. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so fun. So you've also gone viral. I have. Gone viral. Well, not, it's that, never that, the video that, you want to go viral. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will play it now. It has like 14 or 15 million views, so yeah. I will play your viral video now. He likes butt stuff. I love butt stuff. Bring it. Hi everybody, I'm here with Steve Green. We are doing the Touch My Body Challenge, or otherwise known as Guess the Body Part Challenge. Otherwise known as, I clicked on this just so that people would touch boobs and dicks challenge. They want to see people touching boobs and dicks. If we touch a boob or a dick today, it might happen, you know? Keep watching. It might happen. It's consensual, guys. It's consensual. That's the key. Steve, do I have consent to touch your dick or your butthole? Always. Especially my butthole. Nikki, do I have consent to, to touch on your butthole? Yes. So the way this is played is one person's blindfolded and yep. then the other person that's not blindfolded guides just the fingertip towards oh, a body really? part. Yeah. Oh, that's weak. So it's like just your fingertip okay. touching a body part. Okay. And then the person whose finger it is has to guess what body part that is. Okay, cool. Thanks, internet. Great Agreed. rules, man. Great cool, rules. Cool, cool, Let's cool. do it. Hey, what round, do we win? Five rounds each. I don't know. Whoever wins gets to tweet on the other person's Twitter. You're gonna definitely win though. This one's gonna be a really good video. I'm glad you feel that way, Steve. I do feel that way, yeah. You know what this is coming from? Fear. <laughs> Steve. You're right. I feel like you, you are scared. I'm scared. You will not be able to guess my body parts. Because... No, I know I won't be able to guess I don't know, your body perhaps part. you haven't touched a woman before. Damn. Oh, that was pretty good, actually. Okay, ready? Yeah. That was a, a touch my body challenge. Touch my body challenge. It was honestly, it was a it was a trending tag that a lot of people were doing, and I didn't have a video idea for that week. And so we filmed that video the day it was uploaded. <laughs> and I was like, I need to put up a video because it was while I, I was trying to stay consistent with my schedule because you have to stay consistent. And I was just getting to a point where I was finally being consistent with my videos. And yeah. so I was like, I don't have such a long streak going. I can't break it. So I'll just do this tag that, that everyone's doing. And we, we did it. And I thought it was a dumb tag. I, I just thought it was dumb. It yeah. made me laugh when I watched some of them. But it wasn't like 
it wasn't creative or wasn't like I'm some of these comments do sex on a video. <laughs> yep, yep. That's what happens when a video goes viral. Uh, all your comments turned into this person wrote, I won't sex, but I think he meant I want sex. Maybe. Or maybe yeah. he just won't I sex. Won't sex. <laughs> he I refuses. Mean, you gotta be in the mood if you're gonna sex. You do. I've definitely wanted sex before too. Did so? It did it explode like instantly, or just like yeah, did it did kind of. Really, and but that was more to do, I think, with the thumbnail because it looks like I'm touching my partner's penis. Yeah, I mean, I did touch his penis over his, his jeans, jeans. Yeah. in the video, but in the thumbnail, and that's why, honestly, it's never good content that goes viral. It's always just thumbnails and titles, guys. Yeah, thumbnails and titles is everything with this algorithm. It just Ugh. is rewarded and it sucks. Like, I yeah. don't want that to be the one that goes viral. I want the ones that are creative to go viral. Sure. But that's not what the algorithm rewards. It's not what gets on trending. It's- Do you feel pressure, especially since, like, you started to get known on this on the sketch channel. Do you feel pressure to present yourself sexy a lot in videos? Uh, no, no. Oh well, okay. Here's the thing. I've gone through a journey with se- my sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of chubby in high school, and I was goth, and I was like, I was not like ever the popular type or the popular stereotype or like hot or anything. And I, you know, got into stand up when I was 19, and um, that was where I felt like I shined and mm-hmm. that was like how I made friends and and where I felt like I had an edge when flirting with a guy was more through like humor. Yeah. Um, and, and so I never felt like sexy, right? Mm-hmm. Like I never thought I was the hot girl that's going to use sex to to get what I want, right? And um, But then I moved to L.A. and I wanted to go out for more of the, the goofy girl roles, like the, the best friend roles. And I, I didn't really – realize like I had lost like 20 pounds since high school and my braces were gone and like uh I learned how to put makeup on and I didn't I still didn't think that I was that attractive like I wasn't like I'm the hot girl I was definitely like I'm the goofy best friend Mm -hmm. and I was never getting sent out for those roles I was always getting sent out for like hot girl at the bar and Mm -hmm. never booking because I was not okay with being sexy and so my acting coach the first year this was like 11 years ago um but he was like you're the hot girl right now you're you're in your young 20s this is what they're sending you out for you have an exotic look you know you're uh you're sexy visually but what's happening is you're going in there and you're not acting sexy you're not being owning your sexuality Mm. so people are getting confused because they see sexy and then you don't emit sexy so they can't they're like we don't know where to put her She's not goofy. Like if someone saw her, they wouldn't be like, that's a funny looking girl. Right. They would be like, that's why is that girl acting like that? And, and why so, is that hot girl? <laughs> yeah. And so acting I Acting like she has a personality. Wait, how yeah. dare she? Put that away. <laughs> I actually made a video Take about that. Out. That's great. <laughs> I did. I that Because that was anything I have trouble with. I mean, I'll make a video about it. Yeah. Um, I had an audition. I had a, a series called Audition Fail where I went through every problem I had with casting rooms Um, but that was one of them but yeah for a year I worked privately with my acting coach on like just being sexy like doing just sexy scenes owning my sexuality and not just acting sexy but like 
being like embodying sexy. That is also a it fun was theory. So embodying a sexuality. And I cried. I just yeah. cried so much. Yeah. He was like, I've never seen someone cry so much at being called sexy. And I'm like, <laughs> I just don't get it. It does, it feels so foreign to me. But then I took a pole dancing class. Yeah. Oh. And it was like a pole dancing boot camp class. Like it was uh, three days a week for four weeks, Holy three shit. hours a day. Oh my God. Wow. And by the end of that, I was sexually liberated. I completely, I it was yeah, amazing. I do that, too. that was Sounds a life changing experience. Sex got better. Ugh. Everything was better, like a million times better. Oh and God. then I started booking. Those roles, those like, roles. but then I was only booking those roles, and that was what I got known for in the sketch group and, and on the internet. And um, and it was so funny because at the time I was like, finally I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Yeah. And the people are like, oh, she's always been that way. When are you gonna get a personality? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like damned you know? if you do, damned if damned you don't. If you don't. Right? And you're so, like bending over backwards, like learning to fucking pole dance yes. for the man, and then the man is like, fuck you, you slutty bitch. Yes. Yeah. Exactly it. And. So then I felt so misunderstood because I'm like, Ugh. no, but all my life I've been nerdy and chubby and an internet nerd with no friends. Like I would moderate a message board during lunchtime at high school. Like I was so <laughs> nerdy. But now people are putting me in this box of like unrelatable sexy girl. And so that's why I made it a point on my channel to not be sexy at all. But then... It's like, wait, but no, I kind of like my newfound sexuality. So then I was like suppressing my sexuality on my own channel and being the sexy girl everywhere else because I didn't think sexy meant funny anymore. Like if you were mm. sexy, then you couldn't be funny. And if you're funny, you can't be sexy. And there was a whole like tug of war with my like yeah. with that identity, you know? Yeah. And that's why I'm so happy that more funny hot girls are becoming famous and like, yeah. you know, you got Emma Stone and Jennifer Lawrence and like totally. people that are like have personalities that are also very attractive mm -hmm. and, and good looking and, and sexy and it's okay to be both. You can have multiple dimensions and, and so now I'm more about just fucking being me and yeah. like, I can be sexy if I'm feeling sexy. And guess what? I can also be funny if I'm feeling funny. I can be nurturing yeah. when I'm feeling nurturing. And those are all still me. I don't lose one just because I'm doing the other mm -hmm. for the moment, yeah. you know? And I think that I that's some shit I wish they would have told me. Yeah. <laughs> that's I mean, it's really tough. I feel like Amy Schumer struggles with that a lot because I yeah. think Amy Schumer is super sexy. I do too. And she incessantly puts herself down in her stand-up. Yeah. She has to talk about carbs in fucking interviews. Like, I want to, like, yeah. I want to, like, slap well, a bitch know, on her behalf like I just feel like she struggles with that the most because I get that. she's she is really pretty but she's maybe not the standard definition of pretty and she doesn't know how to own it without putting herself down about it right and if well, yeah. and if on the other hand I totally get it because if you own it and as a stand-up comic okay you are going on stage yeah the people in the audience are a lot of times couples totally they're guys that brought their girl totally if their girl thinks that their guy is looking at you or like is more attracted to you than they are to them right the girl's not gonna like your show and then the guy's not gonna like your show mm. and you're not gonna get because right, so, he's gonna leave and not get laid and it's like yes. a whole fucking thing yeah. so there's a pressure I think to definitely dress down and definitely immediately make self-deprecating jokes when you're a female comic like to negate your womanhood. Yes. So I that you say make in my first comedy class they told us don't wear a skirt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean and I would agree because because honestly as much as I want to be like 
you know, the feminist part is like, you should like women no matter what they're wearing and like you should give everyone a chance. They don't. In the audience, you are not relatable. If you come on and you present yourself as the sexiest woman on the planet and and like that's before they get to see your joke. Yeah. You know, you're already Already, they, so uh, they already don't like you. you. Yeah. Exactly. You have to work way oh, harder. To, like, it's so hard. Yeah. But, you know, I get it. You know, you have to play to your audience and you have to let them know in some capacity that, hey, I'm just like you. Like, dude, I'm not better than you you know and that and that's hard because because sometimes you resort to the self-deprecating humor right away right um and i definitely know that i did that and i struggled with that because i wanted people to like me like i sure. w- i want yeah. pe- you most people want you to like them yeah. <laughs> and so like you don't want to get on there and be unliked right away <laughs> yeah so uh so yeah um I would say that that's something that continues to be a struggle because you don't want to suppress your sexuality. It should be a part that you celebrate. But then you also don't want people to put you in a box and be like, she's only being, she's only sexual. People only watch her because she's sexy or Mm -hmm. good looking or Mm -hmm. she acts like this or whatever. You know who I feel like is really like taking a machete to all that shit? She's not a comic. But is is Margot Robbie? Oh yeah, who's like totally. the most stunningly gorgeous woman, and like a fucking sick character actress mm-hmm. who can yeah. do anything. Like Charlize Theron too. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah totally. totally. They're chameleon. I would say they're both really chameleons too. Yes, yes, yes. can be. Yeah, and I yeah. feel like women actors and comedians have been so limited. Like uh, mm-hmm. you're saying, but yeah. every time, goddamn, Charlize gets the most acclaim is when she makes herself the most ugly. Know, it's it's like true. We don't, we don't it's value. goddamn true. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. It is. I know. That's when she like she was nominated for an Oscar for Monster, right? Yeah, Which is like a, when she is literally the title movie. of the movie yeah. is Monster. Yeah, and the she, woman, the gorgeous <laughs> supermodel, turns herself into yeah. a monster. Now we can take her. Seriously. Now we can take her seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's so true. Like, when I actually, I thought I loved her performance performance in young adult oh me too yeah. I, I, I love that she movie. was so good at that and she's mm-hmm. you know very attractive in that but she's playing like we know that character yeah, yeah. we yeah. all that know that so person yeah. and she's so yeah. good at that character yeah. i'm excited for like what tully, kind of feels wait. the follow-up is like tully because she's yeah. back with, with jason reitman it and it so looks good. great yeah yeah it looks I'm great i'm excited for that yeah yeah um so being this personality that people know you on the internet um, where do you draw the line for your personal life? Yeah, that's a good question. That's, when, is too, when is too much too much? That's a really good question. Yeah. And I think that's something that all online personality people, YouTubers, social media people are constantly battling and struggling with. Um, and I say battling like it's all such a battle. It's such a <laughs> struggle to like put my life out there. No, no, it's um, it's just that it's hard to set boundaries and – and tell yourself like work starts here and ends here because most of what I'm putting out there is intertwined with my life. Like they know my husband, they know my husband and I as a couple, Mm -hmm. they know our relationship. They know when we got married, Mm -hmm. our wedding video is online. And so a lot of our content is based. It's, it's our real life. Right. And so knowing like when to turn that off and be like, we're just, us now yeah. is is tough and i found that um that just 
just doing that, exactly that, make setting boundaries, like writing it down or telling yourself, um, hey, when we go to this party, it's just for us. Like, yeah. I'm not going to vlog it. We're just going like, to be present. You like talk about it ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. Really and it, it does yeah. help that most of our friends are also YouTubers and, and mm-hmm. social media people. So if you pull out a vlog camera at a party, like, they'll pull out theirs too. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, weird. But um, – but setting date nights, you know, date mm-hmm. nights that's no phone, no cameras, mm-hmm. nothing. Um, that's really important. Uh, but what's, it's, what's really hard is that it's usually when we do that is when we have like our best bits and we love like, <laughs> we're always You're like, God like, damn it, where's my camera? <laughs> yeah, we're always like, why don't we ever do this bit on on camera? Like, this is something we should be recording. You're like always like kind of a little bit working. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but. I do feel like it's because we allowed ourselves that freedom to not be on camera. Mm-hmm. I'm spilling drinks everywhere. <laughs> to, to not, <laughs> like this moment, we're not going to be on camera. That's when all of our creativity was like, sure. oh, finally I can play. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't have to work right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It is a balance. And I'm bad. I'm bad, too. I'll go through periods of, like, I'll post every day. And then I get burnt out and I don't post for a week. And I'm just like, "Mm, that's just... That's just me right that's, now. I'm getting life. better at being okay with that. It yeah. Was, yeah. In the beginning, it was hard to be okay with that. Yeah. It was like, if I'm not posting every day, I'm failing. Have you had fantasies about just turning it all off? All the time. Really? Yeah. All the time. Do you think you ever will? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so because as long as I'm doing what I love to do, I don't think I would want to quit. It's only when I feel like I'm letting myself down or I'm letting other people down that I I feel like, oh, I signed up for too much mm-hmm. and everyone's going to hate me and because I, I can't do this. I can't put out something of quality right now and I, I feel like everyone's going to hate me and everyone's going to unsubscribe and rather than them hate me, I'll just leave first and I'm quit right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, but I think it's okay to quit as long as you start back up the next day, I've definitely quit many times where I was like, I quit. And it, yeah. and as long it's it's similar to that, you know, allowing yourself the freedom mm-hmm. to yeah. quit. Nobody knows I quit. Right. You right. know, it's only me that knows yeah. and, and yeah. maybe Steve. And I'm like, I'm just going to melt into the floor and not be a person anymore. Yeah. Um, but then the next day I'm like, okay, I got it all out of me. Yeah. I'm like so ready and inspired for this new day. Yeah. Sometimes it takes a couple of days, but yeah, um, yeah. but I definitely think that in any creative field where you're having to do creativity on demand, yeah. it when it becomes your job, it, it which is ultimately the goal, which right? Which is the goal, yeah, like, definitely. Like right? For so long, yeah. but, but creativity <laughs> doesn't know that you have deadlines. Right. Like yeah. your creativity is like we like to play, and like well, I'm not feeling it right now. I'm feeling like I want to play uh, Grand Theft Auto right now, you know. Yeah. And it's like no creativity. I need you to work and like finish this. It's like creativity doesn't want to work right now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's it is like kind of like having a child that you're like no this way and yeah. you know, this way and. Um, having structure for your creativity, I find definitely helps like having that cooking format every mm-hmm. week and right. knowing that, Hey, I'm allowed to be creative inside the structure Yeah, because if I had to come up with a new video Ugh, idea too every much. week, no. five yeah, times a, d- a week, that's way too much. Yeah. yeah. But being like, what can I do that's creative within the structure? Totally. That makes it a lot easier yeah. and less demanding. Um, and 
a lot of times I'm like, I don't want to cook today. But as soon as I turn the camera on and like get it started and like have an angle, mm-hmm. like if I'm like, well, but it's avocado day or like it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's margarita day. month yeah. and yeah. we're making margaritas. Yeah. <laughs> God bless those days. There's a day for everything. Yeah. To the <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, okay, I know my angle and I'm just going to be present yeah. and let whatever happen happen. And Everything can be saved in editing. Yeah, fix it in post. Yeah, that's Ugh. like where most of my creativity happens anyway. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, it's definitely a balance, but you you learn as you go. I I like love slash hate this question, but like, what's gonna happen to YouTube? <laughs> Where's it going? Is it I gonna exist? In get a their years? shit together. What's is next? What I hope. Guys, I'm sorry that I'm the one that keeps refilling. No, my it's glass. your no. birthday wine. You're yeah, it's your birthday, birthday wine. wine. <laughs> I've had to like coax her to drink all her birthday yeah, wine. Drink your birthday. <laughs> well, to my every time I've poured it, it's been mostly bubbles. So that's like <laughs> that's my like defense. the beauty of bubbly drinks. I'm okay. There, so you warm. just finish that. <laughs> well, I'll push it over to Lindsay. <laughs> I feel like it's the same question. Um, because I've made a couple independent movies, which is like real profitable business. Oh, but totes. people people ask that question. They're like, are, are indie movies dead? It's like the same question <laughs> every year. They're like, indie movies are over. So is YouTube dead? What's happening? What's the haps? I think as long as there's an audience, (laughs) the the thing is never dead. Like whatever platform you're using, if there's an audience for it, then Mm -hmm. it won't die. It's not like MySpace. There's no audience for MySpace. It was Mm -hmm. a social media thing and then a different social media thing got more popular and then it was gone. Um, If a video platform gets more popular then then i could see youtube dying because people will follow the person um but i feel like it's all going to instagram you know it depends on what you want so i tend to go to youtube for more longer format informational videos totally um i I don't watch any comedy like i get why sketch comedy is not a thing anymore because i don't even watch it i mean there's no one really to watch but um but yeah, most of my stuff is informational. Same. I go there to get information. Yeah, yeah. which is like awesome for that. Yeah, or like for like, like uh, meditation. Yeah, yeah. Or I like use, yoga. I turn on yeah. YouTube meditation yeah. videos yeah. almost every night lately. I, yeah, I totally do yeah. yoga videos yeah. all the time. It's yeah. like great for that. Shit. Yeah. What's the biggest video library in the world? So if you do look at it that way, it's yeah. like they are the encyclopedia of today, and so. it's the number two search engine. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. All right. Okay. YouTube's going nowhere. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but it has changed, right? It's definitely and like, changed. The type of content is And changing. like as a young creator, because our next question is going to be, you know, what advice would you have for young spoilers. creators? I know spoilers. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it's like maybe that's not the platform for young creators anymore. It definitely depends on what, what you, you're creating. Yeah. What you're creating. Because, yeah, I, I'm on Instagram a lot. I will say that. It's my favorite one. Me I love too. It. And I think people like visuals. Mm-hmm. And, but again, like, what are you on? Are you on people's feeds or are you on Instagram stories? Because I just watch Instagram stories. I know. Stories oh. Stories are literally going to become shows. They're going to extend it or you're going to go to a U- or Instagram page and then you're going to watch a show, even if it's micro Yeah. I, especially because Facebook owns them and Facebook is like, how do we do content? How do we do content? And people are you know, already like, fuck you, Facebook. And people, I, I don't want to go to a face, honestly, I don't want to go to a Facebook watch page. Facebook a Facebook watch page and watch a show. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's going to work for Facebook, especially 
because they have so much other shit to sort out. But I do think, because I'm already on Instagram so yeah. many hours a day. Same. I would be like, yeah, I'm going to watch this show on this Instagram page. <laughs> I could totally see that yeah. happening if they start being able to monetize. Yes. Because yeah. that's the problem with Facebook, too, right. is that there's no monetization. And if they can figure that out, if anyone could figure that out, yeah. then I think that there that would be viable comp- competition for sure. Um, I mean, YouTube, like I said, love-hate relationship, it's definitely – given people a living for a long time, but I hate the fact that they can just take it away. Like, yeah. um, like they're already taking 40% of the AdSense. So, Ugh. you know, you see how much you're making. Has it always like, been that much? Yeah, it's always been yeah. that much. Oh and God. then taxes take away 35% of yeah. that. Yeah, that's um, insanity. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really ridiculous. Yeah, yes. And then we had this, I don't know if you're in the know about the whole adpocalypse situation. Yeah, Not, a little well, bit, but yeah. tell us. So um, back in December, like November, December-ish, um, basically everyone's videos were getting demonetized where um like they youtube wanted to crack down on mature content and stuff because we could never monetize binge ever really nope yeah because it's too controversial of a topic Mm -hmm. which is ridiculous because some people people should be able to choose to see that yeah like you have adults that relate to that yeah and And also like the hypocrisy of that because um well it was also because there was some like weird music licensing stuff that got weird too but they just it just never worked what is uh what is the biggest youtuber guy who plays video games i'm forgetting his name right now PewDiePie. So PewDiePie can make videos about fucking Hitler and you can't monetize no. your show about eating disorders. No, wait. That's, you know? That video is not monetized. Yeah. So basically everyone... But he's still the most successful guy on YouTube. Totally. Partially he's... because he makes videos like that. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. that's what they're saying is that, well, we're not silencing anybody. We're just taking away the monetization. So a lot of news channels... Are, are completely demonetized Whoa. because anything controversial at all, anything to do with violence or or just like anything basically um, is is not being monetized and so all of my videos the touch my body challenge definitely got demonetized Um, all the videos that before you had to make your titles and thumbnails a little bit sexual like to you know get people to click on it um, that was like the everyone did that that was the thing for years yeah all of those videos like so you have a whole Rolodex of videos that got demonetized and the way that YouTubers make their money is is like uh, over a long period of time, like you make your living as if you're not a, a huge channel, is because of the library of videos. Right. Because people watch a new video over and then they and go over, watch yeah. all of your old videos and it has a snowball effect. So the monthly income you're getting isn't based off your new videos, it's based off yes. people watching all of your videos. Yeah. So if half of your videos, even, which it was a lot more than half for most people, but if even half of your videos got demonetized, that's like half your income, right? Like just chopped in half overnight. Yeah. And so people were freaking out because it's like, I can't pay my rent this month. Right. You know, like I've sustained this level of income for yeah. so many years. And then all of a sudden, Boom. overnight, it gets stripped away. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So they, they've gotten better, I would say, this year it's from that chaotic adpocalypse stuff. But it's still kind of nuts like um you had to go back and retitle all your old videos if you want them to be monetized again they also are doing they're cracking down in a way that like kind of stifles new creators because um you have to have a channel that's gotten 
over 4,000 hours of watch time Mm. in order to be monetized now. And then if you have, like, say, a second channel, like my vlog channel, I haven't been uploading on. But if I wanted to reactivate that. How many days of your life is 4,000 hours? I'll figure it out while you keep talking. Oh, yeah, do that. (laughs) Um, If if I wanted to re-monetize my – if I wanted to re-upload, like, start uploading videos again on my vlog channel, it wouldn't get monetized unless 4,000 hours of watch time happened in a year. And so I would have to – put up all this content and not get paid for it at all. And then after 4,000 hours of watch time, reapply to get monetized on my videos. And then you have to qualify every year again. That's 166 days of your life of content. That's insanity. (laughs) There you go. So a lot of smaller creators were yeah. were like holy shit there I'm just after years of being a creator I I'm not I can't monetize any of my videos anymore. That's so crushing. And, and so yeah. like let's say let's say really you have a channel that's demonetized right because you're not getting enough hours of watch time and then you have a video that goes viral. Right. You don't get any of that money because that's your channel bullshit. is not monetized anymore. Yeah, so Damn. it's crazy. And so, yeah, I think that if there was a competitive platform, people would switch in a heartbeat because they're so – we're just – we just have no control. There's yeah. no um, – we don't have any – they don't listen to any input that creators give them. I mean, they have all these meetings all the time where they'll – I've been part of focus groups where yeah. there's a lot of YouTubers in the room and we're all saying the same thing and they don't implement any of the things that we that say. say. So – I don't know. It's tough. It's really tough because on the one hand, YouTube's a great platform and, and gives you an audience and um I wouldn't be anywhere with without YouTube right now. I wouldn't have the audience that I have um and I wouldn't have been able to make a living for the past 5-6 years. Mm-hmm. Um you know, through that and I'm not saying actually the majority of my income does not come from AdSense anymore, thank God. Yeah. But um but like I wouldn't even have been able to leverage that if it wasn't for YouTube. So I do think that YouTube is still a good platform for building an audience, but as far as making your living with AdSense, no. I, it, I started reading it and it applied directly to everything that we do online where um, it used to be that artists showed a polished version of their work, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't see the, the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now the behind the scenes kind of is the art. Mm-hmm. So putting all of the work online and showing like yourself grow and develop kind of is the new art hmm. and, and polished version. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. That is kind of yeah. cool. You're allowed to fuck up and be, yeah. be not perfect yeah. and be a human being. So do it. Hell yeah. yes. Fuck up and be a human being. Yes. Yes. Human. Oh, I have this necklace that, that I designed and it says, um, it says fuck perfect. And, <laughs> yes. and that's what I live my life by because I, I get so stressed out and I'm like, everything has to be perfect yeah. or else people will hate me or whatever. I'll fail. And it's like, Mm-mm. Good no good yeah. fuck fuck perfect. perfect. The I think people strive for perfection, but what they really are looking for is authenticity, hmm. and authenticity is not perfect. Mm-hmm. Like the things that you pay more money for, like the craftsmanship, the the art, the like even clothing is usually like has a lot of imperfections. There's right. a lot of flaws, and that's what makes it not cookie cutter, not mass produced, mm-hmm. and it's all the imperfections that make it perfect mm-hmm. so just fuck perfect fuck fuck, fuck perfect <laughs> where can people find you being a human imperfect human being on social media all over the internet my yeah. handle is usually my name at nikki limo 
N-I-K-K-I-L-I-M-O. I mean, my legal name is now Nikki Limo Green, but, like, but all my handles stayed the same. Nikki Limo. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, this so, was so fun. Yeah, yeah. thank you so much thank for having you. me. Yeah, thanks for coming. So what a delight. This was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and check out the new podcast. Yeah, yeah. should yeah. they don't tell you? We'll, yeah. link, we'll link Nikki's podcast. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, totally. Well, thank you, Clams, for listening. And thanks, as, Clams. Yeah. Thanks, Clams. <laughs> as always, follow us on Instagram at Welcome to Clambic, on Twitter at ClambicPod, or on Facebook, and our hotline is 657 243 3789. That's 657-243-3789. Call us whenever you it's want. Full circle with the sex yes. line. Yes. You can call the hotline whenever. It's always open. Um, this week, why don't you tell us about being imperfect. Yeah. Your most imperfect, perfect moment. Exactly. Great. I love it. And if you're interested in being a clam ambassador, email us at welcome to the clam podcast at gmail.com. Figure out how to get your trucker hat. Spread the word about clam bake. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, as always, to Campfire Media, our producer, Ryan Counthouse, and S- Scott... Scott Theed. Theed. Uh, um, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, pretty please, or wherever you find them. And leave uh, those reviews. That's how people find yes, us. Yes, rate, rate high. Rate, rate and subscribe. Please. Thank yes. you. It helps. Yeah. yeah, this was so fun. Thanks, Clams. Till next time. Till next time. Yeah. <laughs> Getting your butthole steam? Sounds great. Then this is the podcast for you. My name is Nick. I'm Muriel. And we are the hosts of Hella, Hella in, in Your Thirties, a podcast about one couple's guide to conquering the dirty thirties. That's right. We drop episodes every Monday, so check us out wherever you get your podcast. Why? Because you are Hella, Hella in, in Your Thirties. Campfire.